So I always say, so think about this, like uh, in Casino, the movie Casino, right? Mm -hmm. De Niro was, a, was supposed to be like some big handicapper, right? You pick all the lines, whatever. So like each of these sports books, like every event that comes out, there's it's handicapped and guys come up. I'm sure these days now it's an algorithm, it's a lot different, but like yeah. 20, 30 years ago, it was a guy, you know, that would look at everything and basically he was the algorithm. Compare stats, compare this, home field, weather, the whole nine, right? And then he would set the line. So that guy or team of guys or whatever, or even the algorithm guy, like you work for the casino, you're setting all the Vegas lines in every sporting event for people to gamble on, right? So if you're able, and a lot of the Vegas like game, like a lot of games are, I mean, they're right there. Like if they say like Chiefs minus four, Chiefs win by five. I mean, you're there. Yeah. So like, if you can, if you're smart enough to set that line to be right there, because like when you're when you're a bookmaker, you don't give a fuck who wins or loses. Like if, if I'm like my godfather, I tell you the story. He used to be a bookmaker. Say he had a thousand guys that bet with him every week. All he wanted was five hundred people to pick the Giants and five hundred people to pick the Dolphins. Right? Winner. There's going to be a winner. Going to be a loser. The winner is going to pay. I'm sorry, the loser is going to pay the winner, right? And then the 10% VIG, so if you bet $100, you lose 110 That $10 would go to him. Right. The losers pay the winners, he gets the leftover, done. And that's in a, that's in a perfect ideal world where it's 50-50, but if it's well, the other way, sometimes you're just so, raking, right? Well, well, you also, yeah, but then you're gambling. You don't want to, if you're a bookmaker, you don't want to gamble. So you have to balance your book. So if you're taking in all this action, you say, fuck, I got you know, $100,000 going on the Dolphins, but I only got 20000 going on the Giants, I'm unbalanced. If the Giants, if the Dolphins win, I'm out eighty grand, basically. So as a bookmaker, so, you, you start trying to recruit? No, you lay off your bet. So you, okay. would have, you would have another guy or a casino that you can call in and say, hey, this is Greg, I want to put uh, 60000 on on the Giants. Just in case they cover then you want to just remain as even as possible. So you're just getting the vig. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. You yeah, it's it's like the most foreign thing to me because I just like I've never been in that world. But I mean, dude, that fucking makes sense. If 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 like if you have ten people that bet, five people take the Giants, five people take the Dolphins. You want it? That's perfect because they pay each other and you get the the juice. Yeah. When it's uneven, you need to start laying it off. I know. Wait, so I'm jumping around, but so like. For example, when people say it's rigged, right? Like the guy that makes the lines. Okay, the guy that makes the lines for the Win Casino Sportsbook, right? He's He can handicap every sport. So he knows, in their eyes, they pay him to say, this is what I think is a fair line to entice bettors to kind of break even. Right. Now, how much do you have to pay that guy to simply not bet? Because his salary could be a million dollars a year, but if he knows what it's going to be, he can find his cousins to go into the casino and bet. He could say, yo, the line's four, but I think it's really going to be seven. Go get everybody, every nickel you could borrow, and go this way. How do you how do you stop that? Just that's You incentivize by paying them more? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. How much do they make? Yeah. What's the incentive? I mean, 
because everybody's greedy. So it's like you pay them five million a year, ten million a year. If I could borrow twenty, I could bet it. I can make more than a, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like you, it's very. It's like the same thing with like having a business and bringing people on board and training them and teaching them like the secrets and stuff. It's mm -hmm. just like. What do I need to pay this person to stay loyal to me and not just go fucking open up their own fucking operation tomorrow? Elon Musk, one of his first um, designers that designed the Teslas was a uh, is not Henrik like Porsche or something. Henrik Fisker. Oh, Fisker. And he not came out. Fisker's. He designed Teslas, and he said that he always from the beginning Heinrich? he always had a vision of learning the business end from Elon. And he gave him subpar designs on the Teslas, knowing he was going to go out on his own when he learned enough. Yeah. Learned enough. If you look up, like, the, like, what's the Tesla? The Type S is, like, the best one or something? I think so. Like, the Sport or whatever. Right. If you look up that and then look up the Fisker comparable to the Type S, it's, like, the Fisker is a tricked-out fucking ill Lamborghini and the Tesla is, like, a M3 BMW. And it's sick. Bro, but everybody I've known that's like owned a, owned their own business basically started off by like fucking working somewhere and just being like, oh, I could do this better. You gotta learn. And just fucking yeah. go. You gotta and learn. And open up their own shit and competing against them, you know. And 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 can you even not to cut you off, but like the non competes, it's like people sign non competes, but how often do those actually get litigated and like right. do you have to actually pay somebody it's probably more of a hassle yeah they're probably just like oh fuck it I'll just try to outdo them yeah and you're gonna pay all that money and what happens if that guy fails anyway you're gonna go through the whole process and the guy doesn't go off yeah but you know, hold on I'm gonna tell you back to the betting thing so in 2007 when the Giants won the Super Bowl uh, obviously against the Patriots the Patriots were undefeated was that 07 or 11 I think it was 07 they were undefeated was it the catch was it the year yeah the Tyree on his head so I, I know bookmakers from like being around my godfather and my dad. I know guys in New York that were bookmakers. That was their job. Right. Like, made a ton of money. You can, never, you can never let emotion get involved in it. Like I said, you have to balance your book. Right. Right? It's just numbers. It, you have to stay balanced, and you'll always make the, the, the white meat, and everybody pays themselves. That year, the Patriots were 16 and up. The Giants had heavy favorite. The Giants had zero chance to beat them in everybody's eyes, right? At quarterback. So all these people were calling their bookmaker. This is before like all the online betting. Uh, you know, you had to still call a guy, right? So all these guys were taking, you know, getting calls, taking action, weeks leading up to it, and everybody and their mother was throwing. Uh, put a thousand. They were. I think they were, I'm going to give you the exact odds. I think they were 50 to 1 or 500 to 1. Hold on. So all the, the point of my thing is that all these people were calling up and betting the Giants to win money line, meaning no points. That The Giants had to win the game outright. Okay. What were the odds of the Giants in... 2007 versus the Pats. I'm so, so fucking stupid when it comes to like the money shit, like covering the spread. So, I so still the, don't fucking get the it. Patriots were 12 point favorites, right? Meaning, meaning when the game starts, the Giants are winning 12 nothing. 
The Patriots are winning 12 No, the Giants are winning 12 nothing. The Patriots were spotting the Giants 12 points. That's how much they thought, you know, everyone was like, the Giants can't win, so let's keep it fair, and we'll spot you 12 points. Vegas says that. So if the Patriots would have won by 13, say it was 13 nothing, they would have covered the spread, meaning covered the 12, and everyone would have won. If the Patriots would have won by 10, or eleven, they would have. The Giants would have covered by one point. Okay, so that that's what covering the spread is. So covering the spread is the the team that spotted twelve. So the would you say the twelve point twelve twelve. So you're bet you're betting that a team is trash to the point where the other team should beat you automatically by twelve points if in you order like, to cover. If you, if you like the favorite, like if you like the favorite. There's some college games that go out and the spreads are like. I don't even know. Like, say, like, Alabama is playing, like, the middle of the country, some no-name team, whatever. Martin of Tennessee or something. Yeah, it'll it'll be, like, Alabama minus 49-and-a-half. In the first quarter, as soon as the ball's kicked off, that team that's playing Alabama is in the the better's eyes are already winning 49-and-a-half to nothing. And Alabama wallops them and covers the fucking spread. But hold on, I want to find the money line. Hold on. Does that make sense? What? Let me, let me put this again. What? Yeah. Because then this by, is going to tell me. By the story. way, our, our last cast kind of hit the uh, cutting room floor. We got a little bit too crunk, but you were you were talking about you said something very specific about um, kind of your godfather and how when he found out that you were betting sports, he was like, "Bro, like, yeah, chill, like, chill yeah. on that. Like, I, like I make my living off of I that. I make my living on this. Like, so. you're not going to win. Like, right. I used to work in warehouses with." Haitians, and they would. One time, they took me to like one of the spots where they would bet, and it's just like it's like a little cubby hole in like a convenience store. You walk in, and then you got the numbers person right there. And every single day, they're showing me their slip, and they bet. You know, they they got like eight bets going on Mm -hmm. in the day. They're not necessarily parlaying all of it. They're not tying them all together, but they got like eight different bets, and it's just like. Bro, they're, they're winning every couple weeks. They're winning a decent amount, but it's just like they're breaking even. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're breaking even, if not losing. You know, you majority know why, of the time. You know why crazy. it's so hard to win? Because of the the VIG. If you bet $100 and win, you win $100. If you bet $100 and lose, you lose $110. So it's usually that's usually how it used to be, like minus one ten. Some of the games are minus one twenty, minus one twenty five, minus one thirty, and Vegas does that to. Is the VIG always set at ten? No, so that's what I'm okay. trying to say. So like you'll see, it'll say like. I'll show you right now. Oh no, yeah, I'll show you right now. I don't know. It doesn't show it on here. So like, um, it'll say like. Giants Patriots. It'll say New York Giants. Plus twelve, and then in parentheses it'll say plus one ten. So if you take the Giants getting twelve points and you bet a hundred, and it says plus one ten, you win one ten. But if you take the Patriots, it'll say like Patriots minus twelve, and then in parentheses it'll say like minus one twenty. You have to risk one hundred and twenty dollars to win a hundred. To win hundred. If you're betting the Patriots, I'm trying to find the money line. I don't want to speak out of line on the thing, but. I'm pretty sure the money line was like 50 to 1, right? So that means... Just overall winning? Like yeah. Just so like straight up. That year, all the Giants fans were so like geeked up 
that they were in the Super Bowl against the undefeated Pats. So guys were like, fuck it, I'll throw 500 on the Giants' money line. I don't care, I'm a diehard fan, whatever. Yeah, they're, so, they're the underdog, so, so I'll cash out if they hit. 50 to 1, every dollar you bet, you're getting $50 on your return if the Giants win. So Sick. you bet $1,000 if they won, you were getting 50 grand, right? If you lost, you won. If you lost, you lost 1000 So all the Giants fans and a lot of like New York fans and just like gamblers were like, fuck it, it's a Super Bowl, anything could happen. I'll put a thousand. So I know bookmakers that instead of balancing their books and laying off action to Vegas or, or, or offshore accounts, whatever, they're like, Giants Let's can't go. win. And they, they ate all the action. They ate all the action. When, oh, when the Giants won, I know guys that had to pay out 400,000, 500,000 to all their customers. And those guys were losing all year long. Now they just scored. These bookmakers didn't have the money. Right. I know three guys that picked their family up, wife, kids, sold the house in New York, Sayonara. and moved because they couldn't pay. Damn, dude. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, they, they broke, it sounds like that's the golden rule. And they kind of broke it. They got a little bit greedy. Greedy? They're like, and hey, they, we're going to fucking they, they clean uh, shop here. They broke the the, the guidelines of, of that business. Like, yeah. that business is, there's no emotion. You don't give a fuck who wins or loses. All right, so that, that makes sense as to what balance you, because I've always heard that term, balance you, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because there's a, I think there's some sort of TikTok channel or something where this guy, he's always posting questionable shit that he sees, and he's attributing it to it being fixed. Like, like there will be a play where the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman will both sit there playing patty cake at the end of the game. And they're not even, they're like, they're seriously not, the, but, but the defensive guy's not even trying to rush. It's impossible. The offensive guy's not even trying to like, it's impossible. not even needing to stop him. You know why it's impossible? You're a smart guy. You have 22 players on the field at once, mm-hmm. 11 and 11. Then you have, for love, 10 coaches on each side, right? That's 42 people. Then you have, what, five referees. That's 47 people. Then you have all the other players on the bench. You have about 75, 80 people that have, like, a, a winning interest, right? Then you have all the fans and everybody else. How are you going to say to the ref, hey, uh, do this, do that? Or a player, do this, do that. You'd have to include everybody to be on in on it, or else it's going to be what exposed. If it, what if it takes just one key offensive coordinator, or what if it takes just one key person that can change the way that that? Because I mean, if you if, get to an offensive coordinator, if you're the playmaker, if you get to an offensive coordinator, but I, I think the maybe, but the head coach also could say it. But I think the like, argument, oh, I, like that I think the argument for this guy is that NFL and Vegas are in codes. Because they had Patrick Mahomes sliding out on his knee with seconds to go. Could have easily made the touchdown. He's like, nah, I'm going to slide out and then spike the ball. And then... Yeah, but that's because they just want the, 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 the clock. Right. Yo, you see all well, the time we, at the ends of the games, they don't want to score. They just go down and run the clock. It, right. Whether they win by one or a hundred. Um, there was a... Um... I think this conversation is one that could go on forever. I agree with you to an extent that there could be collusion at some times. Yeah. But when you, in my my personal opinion, I think when you really dive into it, there's just way too many moving parts. And yes, gambling is a huge fucking business, of course, but the amount of conversations 
emails, text, meetings up or whatever you want to do face to faces that would have to take place before a game. Like somebody, somebody that's a, con a conspiracy theorist that thinks Vegas is rigged, whatever, would have followed the coaches around or followed this guy, tailed this guy, yeah. put a pro you know what I'm saying? Like something would have came out. Did you see like, you've seen like these NIL deals or whatever for yeah. college? So now like these college players are making fucking bank in endorsements. Oh, yeah, where, yeah. where before they weren't able to make money. You weren't allowed to take a dollar. You weren't able to take yeah. a dollar. Now they've got like, I think Deion Sanders' son is like, makes like $5 million a year. A Shakur. Um, or Shador, whatever his name is. And then, so the University of Utah, I don't know if you saw this, just bought all of their players fucking trucks, dude. Brand new trucks. The whole team. The whole fucking team. And so I saw this thing where, where Cam was on his show with Mays. And Cam was saying something that he's like, I think he said he's got some insight into the fact that he's like, those are the Mormons. He's like, they got money. He said, he said some, he alluded to the fact that the Mormons run Vegas. No nowadays. He said nowadays, he's got like information that the Mormons fucking run Vegas. Cameron? Yeah, that's what he said. No. Yo, did, did you see what he said about uh, fucking meth? You don't really believe that, right? Cameron can't well, even... Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. I used to live in Nevada with, with Mormons. And so I, I did have experience with Mormons. And they're all very, very wealthy. And what, I don't know what they do. How do you compare a Mormon to, like, a, like, like the Jewish uh, like cliques? In my opinion, you know who runs everything? Jews. Yeah, behind, but... Behind any... But in the desert out west? I mean, because... It used to be the Italians back in the day, right? Well, they just kind of infiltrated. Or, or, or wait, wait, no, it was the Jews and the Italians. Did yeah. they start Vegas? Meyer Lansky, yeah. But, and uh, Green, Mo Green, or whatever the fuck his name was. But could have the Mormons have slid in and taken I don't even know, at some point? not to embarrass myself on this thing, I don't, I'm not too certain on the definition of a Mormon. I know it's a religious, isn't it like a religious, almost like yeah, cult yeah, type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, so it's... Is it like a Jehovah's it, Witness? It's also called the... Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. Oh, okay. Those are Mormons? Those are Mormons. So they believe that John, I think his name was John Smith, I think he was like a 14-year-old, was like, had an angel approach him, or God approached him. It, it gets wild. Who the fuck is John Smith? Just some... The founder the of founder Mormon. Or they're they're believe, he, do they believe in God? It's basically their almost second coming of, not Jesus, but a prophet. He's basically a kid prophet that was 12 years old, said he had a vision, wrote something. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking out of turn because I don't know a whole lot about it. But I know but that it's, it's like the gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, it's not out of turn. You're speaking about something that's crazy. So if we're off a little bit, yeah, yeah. Fuck. And so there, there was this documentary on. Do they uh, curse? They're very clean, right? They don't, they don't even drink caffeine. So Donnie Brasco, have you have you seen mm -hmm. the whole thing? Yeah. Remember when uh, Johnny Depp is in the hotel room, and the, the not the FBI guy that he answers to, but the guy above him. Wanted him to start wearing the wire and do all this and that. Yeah. And Johnny Depp has has the cold beer on his head. He's having a bad day, and he's like, "Yo, I need a boat." And they're all ignoring him, whatever. And he's like, "I need a fucking boat." And the, the guy's like, "Hey, I'm a Mormon, buddy. Clean it up." And yeah. he slams his beer against the wall. No, they they're very they, they don't even drink caffeine, and they also they also I I went to school with a Mormon kid that on picture day he refused to take pictures. He, he was like afraid of the camera. He thought the camera still was. I don't know too much about all that shit, but I will tell you this. 
in my opinion. But they have bread. And it's like it's like Scientology. Yeah, they have, they have bread, bread because people they have yeah. they have uh, a cult following. Anybody that's fanatical about something, mm -hmm. whether it be football, religion, whatever, if you if you fall into the fanatic where it runs and it, it controls you and all your beliefs go to that and everything, you're a fucking crazy man, right? Like yeah. I believe in God, but I'm not walking around fucking telling everybody they should believe in God. That's my shit. I believe, in, you know, same as you. Like if you're if you're fanatical. Where something controls you, like these people that go door to door, Jehovah's Witness, yeah. fanatical, yeah. Uh, ISIS, Islam, fanatical. Those everybody's crazy. Yeah, you know. I was just getting into it with my homie today that converted to Islam while he was locked up over this Israel why Palestine they, why shit. Why do they do that? Why, what, why do they convert to Muslims? They think they're going to get out. I don't know. Are those the boys that just fuck with each other in Australia? Yeah. Oh, I love, I love these guys. They're fucking nice. I love it. I can't get enough. You know, it started out, but like two of the originators are not there anymore. He was one of the shammy, yeah. Yeah, he was like, he used to have like a roommate. The guy with tattoos and they'd be like, you won't do it. And they'll jump in a they fountain They were both like ripped fucking like bros back in the day. I wonder, he's probably like pushing oh, yeah, 40 at that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, like, obviously you don't, I think they work construction because I've seen them with like hard hats and vests in their car, oh, but like they look, they all live in this one house, there's like eight of them and the house is ridiculous. They have like oh, yeah. an outside gym, like, watch this. Well now I'm sure they do well with social media. And when you, when you look at a lot of their videos, I feel one of the long hairs is brother too. It looks like it, yeah. They're in an office, they're always on their laptops, they're always just doing like merge shit. Ideas. Let me see. You have to roll that up without spilling the wine. He's just gonna fucking blast him at the fucking dick or something, dude. How how could they still like fucking blindfold themselves around this crew? They know it's coming. Yeah. Stop them. Taking that fool. Tarred and feathered. Um, yeah, when I was at the wedding this weekend, or the other day, this guy was from, uh, he was from Sweden or something, but we were talking about just kind of like up north, you know? And he was, he, was, he was just like, oh yeah, Sweden's like, uh, fuck. He, oh no, he was from Norway. And then he was comparing something with like Finland. I was like, oh, Finland. I was like, you ever heard of the Dudesons? And he was like, no. He was like, kind of like a proper dude. I was like, oh, the Dudesons is fucking Finland's jackass. Have you seen those guys? No. They're all like fucking like long blonde hair, and they take it to the next level. The jackass does. They go fucking. Oh, you got you got to look at the Dudesons. All these guys. Every single thing that they do, they end up in the hospital. All these guys, like these guys making memories. The Dudesons that I don't know about. The Dudesons. It's all from jackass was the originator. Oh hell yeah. So it's the same thing, like. I don't really like him anymore because he's a liberal cunt, but like Howard Stern, Howard Stern is the original shock jock. Then you have like the Jerky Boys, you know, all these other, Opie and Anthony, all these all dudes. love Sponge. Anything that a radio personality says or tries to do to create a content in a show now, Howard's already done it. Yep. So it's almost like you're just taking a page out of, out of their book. Look at Taylor. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, we're watching the uh, Thursday night We're watching game. the Taylor Swift game. The Taylor Swift game. There's no more NFL, it's just Taylor Swift. Yo, she's fucking... Yeah, have you ever seen that guy online? His name's, uh... It's like Richie the Barber or something like that? Yeah. And he's, he's like... He's covered in tattoos? Clown. Yeah. You ever... 
he like converted to Christianity recently. And he tells these wild stories about these like satanic ritual like Illuminati parties that he used to go to in LA. You told me about this, yeah. And um he was like, Oh yeah, Taylor Swift's there. Yeah, he's talking like this. So they, they, they'll, they'll pay like some crazy soul to like some dude like either chop off part of his leg or they'll cut off like his calf like or they'll just like what all these people pay like they'll, some they'll, poor they'll, schmuck they'll, they'll pay some poor schmuck an insane amount of money to like just cut off his leg from because they know down. he's desperate and, 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 and it's and entertainment then, and then it'll be like a little ritual where they'll eat it like everybody will take a bite out of it at the party and he's like, bro, he's like, dude, it's fucker. I know it sounds crazy. He's like, he's like, but look at me. They look, they took, he said they brought him in right away because of how big of a freak he, this guy is. Yeah. So he started off just cutting some like famous dude's hair and then he got in on that shit. But do you ever see the movie with Ice T? Um, he's like, a, a, I don't know the name of the movie. It's an old movie, probably the 90s. He's like a, like a homeless dude, like living in the street and some guy, some like rich white dude, like, comes across him one night and he's like, oh, hey, what's up, buddy? Can I help you? Whatever. And, like, kind of, like, takes care of him and, like, gains his trust a little bit and then invites him to, like, a, a week, a weekend getaway, like, hunting or whatever. And uh, he has nothing. So, so they hunt him? They hunt him. So it's like they he's in the cab and they have him in, like, this hunting, like, he's got the shotgun vest on with, like, the leather thing. He's dressed like a deer. He's like, guys? And they're all, it's like, <laughs> it's like father and son and all these, like, dentists, like, all these rich guys. And um, they're having dinner at the table, and he's like, it's a fucking feast. And they're all, like, sitting there, like, joking around laughing. And then they they send him to get, like, something out of the... Oh, it's in the cupboard over there. And he opens Isn't up, and it's... John Leguizamo movie? No. Best? No. And it's all these glass jars, and there's heads in there. And Ice-T's like, what the fuck? And then he realizes, and they all turn around and, like, start laughing. And they're like, oh, you know, we're going to go to sleep and digest and, you know, whatever. We usually start hunting at the break of dawn, whatever. And if you don't know by now, you know who we're hunting. And I see he's like, so like, so you got about three hours to go. And he just takes off. They're in, like, could be Alaska. I don't know where they are. But in the middle of nowhere, they go to bed. They wake up. They have breakfast. They're chilling. He's already been running for three fucking hours. They get on their quads and they start hunting them. He ends up killing all of them except, like, one. And he ends up, I think he catches up to him, like, in the city where they came from. But it's, like, wild. Like, money and... Great concept. And, 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 and like, people. And it's the same with the the Hostel movies. Oh, yeah. You know? Where you get more money for, like, Americans. Yeah. I can't... You know, that shit's real, dude. Oh, hell yeah. It's fucking crazy, though. There's actors back on that, like, Illuminati shit. I don't know if it was Kevin Hart or... Somebody, like, if you look into it, somebody said, like, if you really want to, I don't, I don't know if it's, like, the Brad Pitts of Hollywood or whatever, but, like, say me and you went out to Hollywood and we're like, yeah, we want to make it, whatever. Cat Williams. At, There's, like, says a whole a lot thing of shit that you have it. to get involved in this clip or they will. Dave Chappelle. They could either boost your career and make you or just end you immediately. You, you, you'll have no chance of ever, you know, doing anything. Hell yeah. But, like, unless guys like, like Adam Sandler, do you think that he's, like, part of that? I don't know. I don't want to think he is. I think uh, what I heard is, <laughs> this is crazy, but because the Illuminati is a very specific thing. Like, it's like this Italian, like, old school families from, like, way back in the day. It's like the Orsini family and the uh, the, uh, the Rothschild. Like, it's like these, the spe- it's like these, it's like these very specific 
Italian families from back in the day. And supposedly... The Rothschilds are not Italian. Uh, no, the Rothschilds... The name Rothschild is not Italian. But I don't think Rothschild was their original name. Yeah, I'm sure they just I, made just, up... Just like a lot of people yeah. that just kind of like changed their name. But um, I was watching this thing where they said that not everybody gets approached by the Illuminati. If you have like a certain bloodline... Really? Yeah, if, if you're part of a certain bloodline, then they will approach you. But I... It's so some funny. people might make it free and clear. Man, I, I, I go down to the rabbit holes. Damn. Damn it, Russell. I go down some rabbit holes, but some of the shit, I'm not... I mean, some, some of the stuff, they've been right on certain things that, that come true. You're like, holy fuck. Do you think, to get on to more like current events, so everything that just, like, I don't know too much about it. I'm not Jewish. I have Jewish friends, obviously. Right. But um, I know, like, from my knowledge of being 43 years old, the Israelis and the Palestinians have been, it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys, basically, right. for, it's like biblical. Right, they don't fucking like each other. So that's been going on forever. Yeah. And one of my uh, friends that I work with, he's a mechanic, he's from Israel, he moved here, I don't know how many years ago, he just got married in Israel like a year and a half ago, whatever. And uh, I, I called him, I was like, hey, you all right? Because I know you have been holding on here. An interception? Yeah. Oh, that was sick. We're recording our cast. You want to talk about the war in uh, Israel? He said, fuck no. Stop smoking. Why? I'm going to die in an hour. You think I give a fuck? So, um, so I just called him and said, hey, you're, you know, you're right. I have a lot of family over there, whatever, whatever. And he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, this has been going on forever. Like, they come into a house, you know, try to rob this and that, but they're killed, like, immediately. It's never been, like, this magnitude, he said. But he's, he said now, like, they plan on just wiping the, the Palestinians out. Now, in my opinion, I could sound like an idiot because I don't know too much, like, but you can't, if you want to wipe out a complete, like, bloodline or ideology or whatever, you literally have to kill everybody from one-day-old babies to 100-year-old people. All of them. Because if you leave, if you say, oh, well, we'll leave the 7-year-olds alone, you know, and there's hope for them, like, we can change it. Okay, maybe. Then fast forward, you know, 20 years, and now that they have their own ideas, and they're like, well, fuck. This, this happened in my culture, whatever, and then you have terrorists again. It's right. never ending. Right. Yeah, but you're, you're not understanding this. This this is not about anything. Why don't you sit down? Okay, we this, can't is see not, this is not about anything but religion. And when you mix religion with anything, you're fucked. Muslims that aren't 
that fringe. Yeah, fanatic. They're, they're not fundamentalists. But they have no not power. a small group. Not to but, get because oh, this okay. is going to be aired on. The, people, the, the people that really believe in the Quran and that you know Allah loves everybody, peace. They have no power. They have no missiles, bombs, anything. They have they're no normal. Juice. They're good people. They're normal people. And you know what? Their own people will kill them because they're not on their side. Exactly. They're right. not fanatical. Get down or lay down. Okay. So when you when Israel Israel's here's Israel surrounded by these motherfuckers. Now would they have an iron dome that we supplied them? It didn't stop this missile fuselage that was launched at them. You're talking thousands of missiles that came from Iran. This was a joint effort to destroy all Israelis. That's what they. And they always to. say, if, if the day Israel gets taken over, it's the beginning of the end of the world, right? That's what I'm saying to you. Because they also say this: you're an infidel, and I don't give a fuck what religion you are. You're an maybe. infidel. <laughs> I'm an infidel. <laughs> jihad. So if you think that those fuckers are stopping there, no, just, this is the beginning. It's the tip of the spear. That's it. So, and well, I can assure you. Spear. Well, here, here's here's Netanyahu. If you want, you have to have very, you have to share this one. I'm just giving you my thoughts only. Netanyahu, he is a warmonger. Okay, this is this is what he needed because he was in trouble in Israel as far as popularity. With, with that, he's been yeah, not they, elected. They, right. they allowed this just like Pearl Harbor. Now they allowed it to happened. happen so that they have an excuse to right. fucking this to bolster pounce. Netanyahu. So when he goes out there and just destroys every fucking Muslim in the Gaza Strip and kills as many Palestinians who are Muslims right. that he can, no one's going to give a fuck. It's like Biden him. opening the border. And he's been in power for like 16 years or something. Yeah, but he's been out. He's been unpopular. He was out, yeah, you know, that's yeah, how yeah. they run shit. They, they considered him a uh, right wing. Most importantly of all, they're a democracy. They they believe in freedom and, and capitalism and all the other shit that we do. These other fucking psychopaths, they're going to have the people that they took as hostages, they're going to do public on TV executions. Same as ISIS was doing. Same and thing. The, no, Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS, they're, it's all the you same don't have, You don't have Twitter or anything, but like, there's been there's been clips out that I I like I could watch anything I can't even watch what what's I going on. I watched all of them. Okay, it's we, fucked up. I watched just, them try to take a, a, a guy from Thailand, not even an Israeli. I watched them shoot a guy from Thailand in the stomach that, that's in Israel. He's on the ground bleeding out. They start kicking him in the head. He starts like naturally trying to defend himself, and they're like, "Oh, he's still alive." They took a, a garden hoe. And they start hacking at his neck, trying to take his fucking head they're, off. They're go, there's videos of them going around when guys are playing dead and all this other shit because it's so bad. There's they there's go around and they, they go like this on their face to get a reaction, and then they kill him again. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's brutal. And the raping and the killing of the kids, it's like yeah. But you see, there's the difference. That's where religion. Let me explain something. They're talking people, kids, little kids into being best son. Yeah, 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 motherfucker. Go fly into a building. Yeah, I, I, saw a video, I saw a video of kids, fucking our second graders' age, that That's are just you have like to kill death, death to all Americans. That's why you have to kill those kids. That. You have to kill everybody. So when you say that it's not right for Israel to take this type of, of a I didn't say that. Oh, no, no. Oh, I didn't, no, okay. no, 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 I didn't say that. They should kill as many of these motherfuckers as they can. 100%. No, you know why? For the record, hold on, everybody. For the record, we did not say that. Okay, We're good. all for that. For the record, 
these fanatics are just re religious zealots. Yeah. That's it. And and it's just one of those things where it's it, it's Hamas, right? Who's being funded by Iran right now. And which was funded by us. And and and, 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 and all and, the rest yep. of these assholes. But but Hamas is I'm profusely sweating. Oh yeah, it's hot. Hamas, is this empty? No. No, no, no. Where do you put it? Just right there. Smash it out in the wax. Um, That's fine. Leave it. Leave it. But yeah, they're doing. Yeah, Hamas is kind of you know doing this wild shit where it's just like, is your average if you, is your average like family man in Palestine is he part of Hamas? Not all of them. But the thing about Islam is that they do believe in wild shit, man. But it's also, interpretation. It's of also. The I will yeah, say this. I will say this. Yeah. It's also the same thing. Like, I'm not. Listen, I'm as far from liberal as there is. But you, you used to be Muslim and you convert. Somebody. You deserve. Yeah, but like you a terrible can't. Death. You can't classify a whole demographic of people by you know seventy percent of them. No. Like you just said, I'm sure the majority of them are fucking nuts. But there's probably good family men that are like this. Well, that, is that's crazy. why you got to distinguish the difference between just straight Palestinians and then actual Hamas who 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 did this. Where's all the which, liberals? Which are the, which like, is a terrorist oh, machine? Know, Where's all the liberals? No, no. Where's all the liberals posting the Israeli flag, being like, "Oh, prayers for Israel." There's a shooting in Orlando they're for gay people. The, they're posting the, the Palestinian. Fucking Palestinian. Yeah. Bernie Sanders and the squad are up in arms that Israel is going on the offensive in the Gaza Strip. Yeah. What what those the squad has said they should be put in jail. That that's number one. I have a friend named Cal, and I guarantee you I'll pull up his posts right now, and all he's spewing is the bloodshed that Israel's going Where's Australia posting the Israeli oh, yeah. flag? Oh yeah. Where's Australia's Israeli my, flag? They were all with France. My boy, they were all with this, my boy that's Muslim. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tell him straight up. I'll just be like, dude, listen, say what you want, but. Israelis are not fucking kidnapping babies and cutting their heads off. Israelis are not fucking gang raping women and fucking doing any of the shit. Israelis are not doing that shit. And he'll be like, yeah, but if they took your land and killed your family, you'd probably do some crazy shit too. I said, no, motherfucker. This is some dark ass shit that's going on. Listen, you see the Gaza Strip? It's as big as that phone. They're yeah. fighting yeah. over dirt. It's 140 square miles. They're killing, like if they said, Give us Isaiah want him to wear a vest. Yeah. Okay? So that he can blow himself up well, that, with maybe well, that's 10 the, or 20 people. That's the thing. My wife is Jewish. My kids are Jewish. They want, they want, not only do they want me dead for being a Christian, they want my kids fucking dead just for being born into this shit. It's, it's, this is, they are the sickest human beings alive. They're worse than Hitler, Mussolini, I don't know. Go back, Idi Amin. I don't care what you say. Yeah. These religious zealots are the, the worst stigma on humanity that you could ever imagine. Yeah. The worst. And my boy, his mother, his only comebacks were just consistently like, well, the Jews are evil and they, they're they blessed by God. They get so many blessings from God and they always turn their back on him and, and, and do their same old evil shit. And they, and they laugh at, they laugh at, they kill babies. I was like, bro. No. I, was like, I was like, Hamas? fucking strategically places their fucking like positions underneath hospitals, residential buildings. And then when, when Israel comes, knocks on the door, like, hey, listen, guys, we're going to blow the fuck out of this block. You need to leave if you're not a sympathizer, if you're not with this. And then Hamas sits there and tells them, no, 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 don't listen. They're not going to say 
stay because they want to use they yeah, want to use those dead babies. They want to use those dead babies in their favor to have these conversations. There's technology where you can drop a bomb on an ant. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> what they hit. I watched the films. Apartment buildings, hospitals. They didn't care where those things landed. They weren't aimed at any military shit. No, it was, it was total destruction of anybody. Oh, for for I for right now this last attack that the these assholes. This was scorched earth. Thousands and thousands of missiles got launched. Where they landed, who gives a shit as long as it's in Israel? How how many of how many of the uh, the missiles that like Hezbollah and those guys that, that they launched Hamas? How many of those actually hit in Israel? Was a huge it? percentage and shocking. Oh, it was a shocking percentage oh, considering shit. they had the Iron Dome. Right, but that but that's also why people are like, oh, that they kind of let this happen. So that they could fucking start That's going all up. conspiracy theory bullshit. But I mean, those guys coming in on fucking paragliders and wiping out that shit. It's just like I, I heard somebody say that their argument was like, "Listen, the, the intelligence for the Mossad is just—it's stupid. Like, they these guys were training for a year straight, and they even built a mock city somewhere where they could practice going in." And taking fucking Israelis and bring them back to Gaza, yeah. and and he's like, you trying to tell me that the Mossad didn't know about this, didn't pick up on this? I don't know what they picked they, up on. They, they, they were trying to say like what you were saying, where it's like, hey, this guy kind of Netanyahu's like, let this let this little bit happen so that we can fucking. Yeah, I can up. understand if it was a little bit. This is this passed a little bit after like about twelve hundred minutes. Okay. <laughs> Way more than a little. But they said the they said the military uh, in Israel didn't even respond for like three hours or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like how is that fucking possible if it's not like? Well, you don't know what to respond to when you're getting bombed by I don't know ten thousand missiles. Yeah, true. Yeah, man. And then you gotta That's ask yourself: Here's people living in fucking tents. In the desert, they ain't got shoes, they got sandals, they got dick. Where'd they get millions and billions of dollars worth of fucking munitions from? Where'd Hamas. they get them? Where do you think? Not from Joe no, Biden. Hamas didn't get them. Hamas got them from Iran. Yeah, right. And that came from Saudi Arabia. And us. And us. We just sent them six bill. No, mm -hmm. no. Froze. Froze. Done. They ain't getting six bill. Iran's not getting the six bill. I thought they already got it. No. It's frozen. Somebody told me today that that deal was penciled in in 2017 or 18 and only now became, you know, I don't know what the proper word is, like legitimized, like passed for payment. So that's payment. authorized, thank you. Yeah, well, so that's never, under Trump, if that be no, the case. It, no, it would never have been authorized. First of all, if Trump, Trump, was, if in Trump was in right now, not, this would have never happened in no Israel. Way. Putin would have never attacked Ukraine. Exactly. Yeah. You can forget all that. What the reality is, he's not. Yeah. Right. And you got a corrupt, low life piece of shit in there. And you know what the reality is? And it, it, I think about it every day, and I'm scared. Should be. They're gonna, they're gonna fuck it again next year. They're not gonna allow fucking Trump or any fucking Republican well, in there. Well, that's what we're saying. They're, there's a lot of people that are saying that they're, you think they're, they're going to try to cancel the election altogether. Yeah, yeah, with the war, maybe. You think Vegas is rigged? Our country's fucking rigged. Here's oh, the fuck two yeah. things that can happen. Yeah. 
First of all, Russell, if the Republicans allow the, the uh, election to be stolen again, shame on them. Yeah, okay. They, they didn't. It's yeah. not allowed. They do it. Like no, what they, they did it. Great. Let's just. You're a logical kid. The most popular president. I know. Okay. They it's got a, 63 million votes. That was uh, Obama. Obama and. I think Reagan got 61 million. Those are the two most popular. Biden got more than Obama. It's impossible. 83 million. How many? 83 million. It's impossible. Okay, so they. Whatever that. But do you think the hate? Do you think the hate for one man was it? Was enough to push it to be more popular than Biden? No. Do you think that the hate for one man was enough to? Break Obama's record. Well, do you do you remember how they they didn't finish voting and they all oh we well, take a break they and voted. yeah we all went back to, and we all went, spiked up we all went to bed ahead and we woke up in the middle of the night to check on it and we were, I woke up in the middle of the night we were all losing it was and everything was frozen yeah. MIT said the odds of that happening in the four swing states that it happened in is four quadrillion to the fourth power okay so. You figure you got a better shot at hitting Lotto five Twenty times, times yeah. in a row. Yeah, ba- basically, and then and then just to get in like social media age, you're like, wait, so some guy that can barely even get a million followers, like Biden does not have followers on social media the way that Trump did. No, and it was just like, wait, you're trying, and then remember how nobody showed up at like his speaking engagements. He didn't even go out. And, and he didn't. He didn't have to. He, he had to do that. If you look at his social media, do, everything he again. posts and look but at the comments, see? it's just everyone's like, "Shut up, Joe! You're a fucking idiot!" It's like, <laughs> did you no see the shit in Arizona with that uh, Ricky Lake? Yeah. Wait, Lake. Lake. Not Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. Well, Carrie Lake. It was just like, "Don't think they're not going to try to replicate what they did." They're going to. Of course they are. And if we let it happen, then we're doomed. How do you stop it? The lady wouldn't. You do it. You vote harvest just like they do. Do you realize when they when they close the polls, we're behind five hundred thousand votes in every fucking election across the country. How are you gonna make that up? Republicans historically vote on vote on the day election day comes. Not the Democrats. No, the vote. Democrats they already have all their shit in. They already know what they have. Wait till you see with all these immigrants that came here. They're going to be able to well, vote. Well, they're going to try to have oh, to yeah. figure out how to get them in. You remember the scene in uh, Gangs in New York when they were running for, like, mayor, and they were like, uh, Bill Tammany comes over and is like, how many times did you get them to the polls today? And they're like, they all voted four times. He's like, get them there ten more times. It was all the Irish immigrants. They're going to do the same fucking Listen, thing. When Kennedy won, Joe Kennedy Sr., the, the patriarch of the Kennedy clan, he knew that everything hung in the balance in Illinois was Chicago. He went to the mafia in Chicago and he said to them, listen, I don't give a fuck what you have to do. Just make sure you cover the polls. Everybody that votes has to vote for my son. They said, okay, we'll make a deal. This and, they, and they, they killed him. And they went against it oh, after he got elected. They went against him because after they did their part of the deal. The brother. Robert F. Kennedy yeah. got not ele- got positioned no as, as the, uh, the Attorney General yeah. of the United States. And what is his first act? Go after the mafia. Yeah. Yep. 
So what do you think is going to happen to you? You know how, as this this is gonna sound so fucking stupid, and I know it's probably it's impossible to do just because how big the country is. The only way, in my eyes, that you can make an election be one hundred percent legitimate is in every state have like three locations where you it's guarded videotape, whatever, and you literally have to have every single person of that state show up there, check their fucking box, it's all, and that's it. Once you have all all these multiple locations, you could go to every municipality, every district, whatever, everything's gonna get fucked. And and you're you're talking if you really, you'd have to drive hundreds of miles to vote. If That's the only way to keep it. What doesn't matter is there, the blue states, all the blue states, you don't even need a voter, a, a, a picture ID to vote. Yeah, you can just walk in and say, "I'm John Jones." Well, what? what and and, and the, I'm add, voting. right to add. Okay, so to add what I just said, you should obviously have to have a valid identification card, social security number that can be ran and checked, and if you're a citizen and everything, whatever, then you should be able to vote. None of the states that are blue are going to do that. No. Well, because everybody gets offended. No, they don't get offended. They don't want well, they, to. Yeah, they, they, they don't want to. I use that. I went through this with uh, with my cousins. I was just like, they were arguing me. They, they said that showing ID to vote is from the Jim Crow era, and it's a racist like trope type thing. Hey, I was just like, and then and then her dad. Why is it racist though? Her dad Jim, would because Jim Crow was a Ku Klux. Plan. Yeah, but but, uh, but, but, but why, no. why is it racist? It's not. No, no. But I'm saying, what's their argument though? Like when you go get because, cigarettes, because, the idea, because Demo- the idea. because Democrats are always the racist. No, they, white they, people. They think they think black. They think black people. They think black people don't know how have the resources to get a driver's license, which is which is bullshit. which is the and whole first reason why those assholes don't even know Jim Crow or what he did or what he was about. And yeah. that's why that's why black people should look at that and be like, what, why would I vote for you? You think that I'm so stupid that I can't even obtain like a fucking license? Or there, like, there's a great video of uh, this Jewish guy. He goes to Harlem and he starts asking. He First, he, he starts off at a college campus and he says, hey, how do you feel about voter ID laws? And every single person on script, uh, the racist, oh, the racist, the racist. And then he went to Harlem and he's like, hey, my man, let me ask you a question. Do you have an ID? He's like, yeah, I got two. And he's like, do you know where the DMV is? He's like, yeah, it's the corner 123rd and fucking Lennox. And then he was just like, he was like, all right, um, do you know how to, do you have access to the internet? He's like, I got a fucking smartphone, dog. Yeah, like, and, he, and he was like, he was like, okay, here, look at this, and it's just a whole bunch of like elitist college kids that are like, you know, liberals and like, oh, black people don't, the poor black, they don't know how to vote, they don't, they don't know how to get ID, they don't have the resources. That's literally saying that is literally like re-putting them down. Like, I know. I know. Well, you gotta understand something. That's how the Democrats recruited all. Always work like the black vote. That's why they get like eighty-seven percent of the black population votes Democrat. Well, they also get it. Not to say that there's not like successful Free black shit. people, Free right? Shit. But I'm saying like poverty 
not anymore because everybody's fucking poor, but like back in the day, poverty was, you know, immigrant and like black, uh, my Spanish, whoever just got here. So they, they were giving shit. No, this goes back to Saul Alinsky. Saul Alinsky was the first one who identified, uh, who came up with identity politics. Yeah, and the Communist Groups. Manifesto. Okay, so you say, oh, we'll get the black groups. We'll get them, they'll come with us. We'll get the Spanish, they'll come with us. Yeah, you hear them so, all talking about that when, they, when they're- That's identity well, politics. The claims and Obama's base all their stuff off of Saul Alinsky. That's because Saul Alinsky is their idol. Yeah. Which is the most racist thing you could possibly do. You, you want to be all that's one, what, whatever, no, and that's that you're, you're grouping everybody. First of all, who do you think freed the slaves? The Republicans. Abe Lincoln was a Republican. But the they Democrats say, oh, the party freedom. switched, oh, the party switched. No, they didn't switch. They, I know, that they always say that. That was the old man for you, you people. Yeah, man. Yo, he he was a wealth of fucking Yo, He knows, like, a lot of shit. Like, I, I guess because, you know, he's doesn't work, he's retired, and he just, like, watches everything. But he, he has, like, his IQ is, like, one or two points above genius. Is it? Yeah. He's super smart on, on everything. And he's getting older now, but he can have an intelligent conversation with anybody. Hold on. Oh, wait, so, uh, the Carbonara. What'd you get? What'd you buy? So I got some organic eggs, some nice little yolk, yolky yolk action. Okay. Um... Got some diced pancetta. Nice. They didn't have specs, so I got some prosciutto. I got some linguine. I got some pecorino romano. All and right. what else? You need like black pepper and yeah. I think that. Let me let me let me see something. Because I, I know some I've people. Seen a couple good. So a lot of people, I feel like. Um, like fettuccine alfredo obviously is like cream, but like a lot, I, a lot of restaurants, if you do like carbonara, like peas or whatever, it's also like cream. They can't stop these guys. I'm so fucking pissed. It's all oh, good. Bring it back. It's like creamy. I, I feel like the real way to do it is like the ones I've had that I love aren't creamy. Yeah, like I, like the way that I would like to make it is like almost like how the garlic like emulsifies. You don't see it. Like do the same with like an onion, right? Pancetta. The onion, garlic, a little garlic, whatever. Um, olive oil, obviously, get all that going. Render down the fat, whatever. Um, salt, pepper, little PR. Take the linguine out, throw it in that same pan, mix it around, little macaroni water, and then like just two yolks. Yeah, two and, and I feel like just kind of slowly off the heat though, so it doesn't like you know what I'm saying. Right. From what I've seen with the yolks is what I've seen a lot of people doing is you you got the yolks singled out, mm -hmm. put a, a shit ton of fucking black pepper, mm -hmm. and then salt, you know, and then and then a bunch of pecorino romano, yep. and then you scramble whisk, it, scramble it, you whisk that together. That's your sauce. Then you you then you throw that in on. Or, or you might actually even dump in the grease from the pancetta. Yeah, all from the, that. All that yeah. into it, mix it, and then when you throw the, the linguine oh, in the pan, you throw that on it, and then you let it heat up just a little bit. Oh, he stepped out. See, see what, I, what I would do is do everything in the pan, right? Put the linguine into the pan with a little of the water, make it right. playable so mm -hmm. you can flip it around, and then incorporate the eggs and just kind of 
do that. And then I like that. You know what I would really do? And I've, I've seen it done in like a couple high end Italian restaurants. Please I, don't. Which we I don't know that we Are you get it. it. But when it's done, like we would eat it as is. You know what I mean? Right. And then you just crack a quail egg right on the top, just the yolk, and just serve it just with the quail egg on top. So then when you get it, you mix everything up and incorporate the quail. It's just egg. like an absolute animal. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that'd be a nice little touch. Yeah, and and it's piping hot, so we can eat a quail egg. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we get an iguana egg or something. Maybe we get a fucking yeah, man. I mean, that'd be that'd be wild. Because what were you, wait? What do you think I was gonna say? I thought you were going to talk about fucking dropping your fucking gooch in the sauce no, and maybe not. fucking get a little taste. I'm not like a, as far as macaroni dishes go for me, I'm not a Alfredo guy. I love Alfredo. I'm not, man. I fucking love it. I'm not an Alfredo guy. I'm not even that big of a carbonara guy because a lot of places that I've, I've gone to always do it where I'm not into like the creamy, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, the carbonara, the way that we just talked about making it, I like because I feel like it's like a more of like an art and a skill with with, with just the yolk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I do kind of like that, and it, it's it's definitely visually pleasing. Yeah. To watch somebody make carbonara, you're like, oh, because I remember the first time I ever saw someone make carbonara, I I'd eaten it several times that I absolutely fucking loved it. I'm new to the carbonara game. I got it over at Lenora's and it was fucking dank, and they add I, I get it with extra spec. And it's so fucking good. I'm like, what? What the fuck is this? If we had like money, like real money, or like we had more followers and like liked our cooking shit, like the real, like legit, like awesomeness to do is do everything we talked about: the pan, uh, pancetta speck, whatever you want, meats, peas, uh, onion, garlic. Throw the the linguine in there. That like you know al dente, little macaroni water. Mix it up and then dump that whole pan into a a wheel of cheese, like the hard cheese, where it's oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of mix it up. Then put it there and just place one yolk. On that top. wheel is always pecorino romano yeah. or, 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 or reggiano, reggiano, yeah. right? Yeah, I've I, never I, had it with peas before. No, no, I do I've it, had it with the onions. I used to. I when I make it's it, like, like I do it with the peas just for color. Oh, okay. And it, and also if you don't. Like uh, you don't, I don't cook the peas, and I, I try not to use like the can. So like when the whole dish is done, I don't use fresh peas. I, I use the frozen ones. But when the whole dish is like done and hot, I'll add the peas for thirty seconds and done, just so it has like a little texture to it. You know what okay. I mean? And and color. Okay. Do you want to do that tomorrow? Yeah, we can do that tomorrow. Okay. Because I wasn't sure about the. That's funny that you texted saying I, that. I personally despise peas. So we don't have to do it. I don't like peas either. Like you I don't said, like them either? No. Right. Oh, fuck the peas. It's only for color. And yeah, I, yeah, And this is when I used to cook at the restaurant. We can add a little bit of this for the yeah, color. Yeah, we'll put some basil or parsley or something. Yo, when we made one of the, uh, the one that we did to that Styles P, that ghost song, somebody was like, yo, you missed the THC fucking oil. Like, yeah. you should have put the... T- and, then, and I was just like, he's fucking right. But then I was like, wait, we feed our family with this shit. Yeah, and then also then it, you're on a whole new realm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're adding in some aromatics that yeah, aren't necessarily great, man. I'm, I'm sorry, weed doesn't taste that great in a lot of no, shit. No, it tastes like shit. It's only for like true stoners that kind of like like that, but well, that's a penalty. And also... Lee hit? Or, or, I don't know, did they give it to him? No. 
also, like, I'm 43 years old, dude. I'm, I, like, I can't smoke weed anymore. I'll be fucking hiding in the corner. I know, man. Yo, it's, other, it's amazing how you hit that switch and you just get paranoid, bro. I like, fucking, won't leave the house. Yeah, you, you think that... We're also from a generation where this shit was highly illegal. Yeah, like a nickel bag can get you jail time. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we're, we're definitely... We got PTSD from that fucking... Area. Uh, that, that, is, that is crazy to think about, the PTSD we got from that fucking era. Because, yeah, I'll, I'll be fucking completely safe and fine in my home. If I smoke a little dupe, I'll sit there and I'll just fucking get a gross feeling inside. And you start thinking... Overthinking, thinking somebody's gonna bust in and fucking get me. I used to smoke weed from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed all day, every day, my whole life, until I moved down to Florida. I was the first time. I was like, uh, right after 9 11, I was like just about to be 22. I was in my condo by myself, had the day off. I'm like, I'm gonna go to the beach and like, fuck, let me roll one up. Like, I did every day. Yeah. Rolled up a blunt. I'll hit it a little bit I'll take the other half of me and, and it was still like Highly illegal then yeah. So I burned like Half an L Put it out It was a white owl I'll never forget Put it out Oh the white owls Had the tubes Yeah I used to love The white owl Me too So then uh, I used to get the peach Yeah no they didn't have The ones I used to Had tobacco in it You still had to crack it Yeah 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 But no I got it Because of The white owl Used to have the tube Where you could pinch off if you, if you're smoking an yes, L to the yes, dome, yes, yeah. you got your like your little container that yep, you can like yep. airtight it, yep. and it just it just made for a nicer. I mean, yeah. my favorite taste was probably and Dutch masters, Gar- Dutch, Dutch, honey Dutches, and Garcia Vegas. I fucking loved, but um, I was always just a Philly. I love I love the White Owl. The Swisher Sweets was good. A Philly was good, but White Owl like a, a peach White Owl. I used to and the White Owl was a little firmer too, so you could kind of like finesse like a nice cone blunt or whatever, and you didn't have to worry about like breaking or whatever. It was like you'd be, it was almost like construction paper. You could be like a little rough with it. Yeah. So anyway, so I burned half. Did you out. have a? Did you ever have a blade, or did you always? No, I just crack it. My Me hands. too. Yeah, totally. And then um, I, I smoke half the L, fucking zooted. And like I'm, I get my backpack, I had a Jansport, I put the half a blunt in there, my cigarettes, phone, towel, you know, going to the beach, whatever, wallet, throw it on my shoulder, fucking look in the mirror, I'm like, ah, whatever, I'm out, bathing suit, you know, backwards hat, I get to the front door, which was like from here, like 12 feet from where I just looked in the mirror, grab the handle, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, nah, bugging. Go back to the couch, sit down, light up a cigarette. I'm, I'm sitting there in like almost like anxiety. Shit's going through my head. I'm like, I can't go to the beach. Everyone's gonna be looking at me. I'm high as fuck. I'm like, yo, I can't go. Blah blah. And then I'm like, yo, when I move back to New York, are my boys gonna be my boys? I'm just all fucked up. And I, I didn't smoke from that day on for like a few years. Then if I was drunk, I'd take like a hit or two, whatever. But that was it, man. I was super paranoid. Like, yeah. Fucking. Yeah. When I mean, I'll. I always, I always still hit it if I'm offered it, and like when I go up to Atlanta, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely smoke, depending on the people I'm around. But me personally, myself, my personal stuff, I don't fucking do that shit anymore because I, I had a similar situation. Did you oh damn, that's a nice snag, dude. Sutton. But um, I remember one time, one of the last times that I kind of like bought a bag, I was I had a similar situation where like I was just sitting watching Power. You ever watch that show on Star Wars? No, I want to get into it. Is that with uh, Egan? Isn't that with uh, Tommy Egan? Yeah, Tommy Egan. It's fucking good. Um, And I remember I was was just blazing. I 
I lived in an apartment in the fucking hood, and I was just out. I always smoked spliffs when I when I got older. I like, I started off smoking blunts when I was like in my teens and early twenties. I hated joints because they just like went out and just I don't know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a I'm a self smoker. Like I was, right, blunt, blunts are great for everybody, but I'm not trying to get like the fucking resin on me and shit all the time. It's yeah, like, that's true. So I I was also a uh, spliff smoker. So I always I always mixed my bud with tobacco. Always. Really? Yep. So I it would stretch the bud. Even get if you a nice get like, even if you get like a. Did you ever have like haze down here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we used to get lemon haze. Haze used to be big in like Washington Heights. And, and even 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 better because because you would just need a little bit of it and then you mix it with tobacco. I never mix it with tobacco. Oh, dude, it's a fucking head rush. You get it's. It's beautiful. The the Rastafarians and all that shit that do that shit, fucking, they were on to something, man. I loved it. I, I hope I don't have to pay for it because all the fucking shitty tobacco I smoked without a filter. But um, the, uh, I remember, as I'm smoking a cigarette. Right? But I was sitting there, I, was, I just went out on the porch, blazed, came back in, and I'm watching Power, and I just started thinking about, like, all the conflicts I've had where I'm just like, you know, like a couple weeks ago, I just fucking could confront a some fool for fucking so trying to like talk to my chick. You worry about like looking over and your I'm, shoulder and, and, and I'm shit. just like, I'm like, yo, I fucking, I went at that dude hard. Like, he could have fucking, I mean, I was strapped. Could have tailed me. But he, he could have yeah. tailed me. Yeah. He could try to, he could, be, for his he could be plotting on me right now. Mm-hmm. And because like at the moment I was fucking, I was ready for whatever's coming. But then it was just like, yo, I'm not trying to get that fucking pay. Anyways, nice. I, you just start bugging out, dude. You just start getting paranoid when you don't need to be paranoid. But I was also, uh, I was also never a fucking eye drop guy. Visine? Yeah, Visine. I always used it. Always. I always, when I smoke, I always look stoned. I used to, I, I used always to use it everywhere. Fucking stoned. I went through a phase where I was like, fuck it, I want my eyes to be red. But then I went through a phase where I'm like, yo, I don't want to look like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you matured. You're like, yeah. You, you, know what I, right. you know what I feel like? Like your personality, my personality, I don't feel like you're like this super high, strong, like, you know, buck out a 100 mile an hour guy. I know guys like to this day, oh my God, two points good. I know guys like to this day that smoke pot and you never even know it. I feel like they need it. They need it. Yeah, even them out. They never. Nuts. When I tell them like, "Oh, I got paranoid," or whatever, they're like, "What?" Like they don't understand that because yeah, because like, they have a chemical not... imbalance somewhere right. where it's like they they should be getting prescribed it. Um, yeah, my, I mean, when I smoke, dude, I'm fucking, very, like, I'll play with my dog. Right. I'll fucking enjoy playing with my kids. I'm fucking super nice to my wife. I'm just like, I'm better on it, dude. Right. I am. <laughs> I'm just, like, when I when I stopped smoking, because my wife only knew me as a stoner for the first, I don't know, eight years of our relationship, I was, you know, I mean, I wasn't like all day every day, but I was definitely daily. Right. You know what I mean? And especially every night. And, um, yeah, she just kind of, she didn't get to the point one time where she was just like, you know, 
I fucking married this really laid back, like chill stoner. Because I was like, I was making reggae beats, I was making <clears> hip hop right. beats. I was just like, I was living that life. I was in my tw- early twenties. Like a modern day hippie. Yeah, exactly. I could have lived on a beach and been fucking mm-hmm. set, homeless. It doesn't matter. No way. But uh, but yeah, it, it is it is kind of hard to come to grips with the fact that it's just like you know what? When I'm sober, I'm kind of an asshole. You're not an asshole. It's that you're uh, more in touch with life and like what really goes on. Right, and, right, right. You know, like people are always like, like you're oh, jaded. Yeah, like dude, when you're high, nothing matters. You're not thinking about bills. You're not thinking about shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're just like you, you don't have a care in the world. If you're in a good spot, it if you're, if you're in, in a good headspace. Yeah, if you're good, you could be in the shittiest financial crisis in the world. But if you're just like. Fuck it, you know, whatever, you're fine. Like, I remember one time I was in jail down here in Florida and uh, for like 30 days, and I didn't think once about, like, life went on. Obviously, I had, I had my place that I was staying at, I had bills, everything. I didn't think once about paying a bill. I didn't think once about going to work, doing this, doing that, like trying to survive or live. I didn't have a care in the fucking world. I was just sitting there waiting yeah. for my time, you know? Yeah. So it's the same with, like, weed, I think. Like, you don't give a fuck. You're just kind of being. You're going through the motions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, me, personally, I kind of like being, like, not now, but, like, sober. Like, if we don't drink for a while or, or do anything, being sober and clear-headed, and even when I stop smoking, like, even if I don't smoke for a few days, I'm super amped, and I'm, like, focused, like, I, I, I'm a big list guy. Just like, I, I make lists and I'm like, after this, check, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, go, go, go. Look at these motherfuckers can't stop. Yo, this guy does stay big. Like, he, he he takes care of his house. You take care of your shit. You're always like, I'll be driving. You make me feel so fucking lazy. I'll drive by. He'll be like, he'll have half his garage out in the fucking driveway. Like, it's like, dude, yo, when you, what are you doing, bro? It's like, oh, I'm just, just get my shit fucking cleaned out when you guys, organized when it's I like really you, when I saw you guys coming back it's a back, fucking Tuesday dog when I saw you coming it's back crazy. the other day I told you I, I don't do half that shit I had just worked all day I was exhausted tired shot sore I had cut the back hedges like four days prior and just after work another day and I was like fuck it I'll just leave them here I'll get it for a veg day whatever so I just left everything back there the night before when was that? Thursday you guys came back? Or no. We came back t- Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. So that night. No, was, no. We came back Wednesday because Wednesday. Thursday's was pickup. Yes. Right. So that night. No. So that was, we saw, I saw you Wednesday. So Tuesday night, I'm laying in bed. I was on the buy nothing, want nothing thing, whatever. And uh, you got to see what I got. I got all three cinder blocks for the pizza oven off that. I, I got mean, Probably like uh, not the full blocks, but like decent size, we could make it work. I probably got over twenty of them for free, and nice. they're like four bucks each. Yeah, and then the oven doesn't have to be high. No, we can make it. What low. would you set a base with if we just like stack the peat this? So I got the blocks. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? I'm like, maybe I'll make some concrete, make a slab. So that Tuesday before you got back, I'm laying in bed. I'm on the, on the thing. Some lady posts this picture of, of pavers. They're like. Probably 14 inches by 14 inches, like the whole, like yeah. the brick ones, they're all yeah. dirty, they gotta be power washed, whatever. She's like, free. 
So I'm like, oh, I'm interested, you know, I'll come by. She's like, listen, they're out front, it's posted, it's first come, whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'm leaving work, I'll pick them up around five, whatever. <coughs> that was Wednesday, that was Tuesday. She's like, I don't give a shit, motherfucker. So Wednesday, I'm leaving. <laughs> she's like, all right, she's like, they're still out there. Somebody came and took a couple, but they're still there, whatever, here's my address. So I go there, after working all day, pick them up, not realizing how many there was gonna be. There was probably, from the floor to here, Right? Four rows. So I pull in, I'm like, oh shit, I'm like, this is dope, man, because I want to do something over there. So I took them all. So, so when I saw it. make the igloo with it. Well, no, these are flat to make the patio. Oh, okay. And then do the thing. So then when I saw you, I had worked all day, came home, loaded those pavers in Delray, unloaded them here, and then was taking all the vegetation out. So you just locked in. You're just in the zone. I didn't get to. I didn't get inside and shower until like seven thirty. It was fucking. But yeah, that's gonna be probably Saturday. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do something on that side, and then I'll have some left over. Dude, that'll be sick. Uh, a fucking pizza oven. Yeah, that's for really you to cool. just start getting crazy with pizzas. What's your go-to pizza? Like a, uh, like a. I know. I know when I order, I'm getting. Sausage, onion. Me? If, like, in a... I'm just, like, a cheese guy. Like, I love plain cheese and Sicilian. Like, if I go to a place that has good pizza, I want regular plain slice that's, you know, you could hold by the crust and it's like this, and I want a Sicilian that's, like, this thick, but when you bite it, it's crunchy, but it's air. Like, not doughy and whatever. It's, like, yeah. you're not even eating anything. Yeah. So if, when I make that oven, I, like I like to make like a nice sauce with like a nice cheese and just well done, crisp, and just, just plain, a little basil maybe. What's the difference between a, because uh, I didn't learn this until I was in New York. I was in Little Italy and my boy that uh, just got married, uh, shout out to Jay, he showed up and he was, we're like ordering pizza at some spot on like fucking Mott. And this dude just rolls over, and he was just like, yeah, let me get a grandma slice, or something like that. And we're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Grandma's like a thin, the thin square, it's a little thinner. Is, is that, what's, Garlic. A, what's a grandpa? Is there a grandpa? Yeah, some places do it. I don't really know. What's I think the difference between that and a Sicilian? Thinner. It's thinner than a Sicilian? Yeah, so a Sicilian should okay. be like this thick. A grandma's like a thinner square. Okay. And it's usually like um, sauce, fresh mozzarella, garlic, basil, olive oil. Okay. Yeah, because he, he, he ordered a grandma slice and we're just like, yo, I'm feeling nice off these Peronis. I was like, I was like in heaven, dude. Like, yeah. Your first time going to, I mean, you're, you're from New York, so you don't have this experience. But if you're from like the West Coast, you're from somewhere where you'd like always seen New York, but yeah, had never really experienced it. And you start walking down Canal Street and then you end up in Little Italy and you start like walking down Mott and stuff like that. And you're just like, all right. Fuck yeah, let's just go in this pizzeria, yeah. let's eat some pizza, drink some Peronis, get mm -hmm. fucked up, and just chill in Little Italy. There's so, and, and I love it, dude. Like, even if you go to, like, the Chinatown side, too, like, there's dumpling spots there that you'll have the best dumplings you ever had <sighs> in your whole life. Like, there's a, Fucking yo, when my dad used to, dumplings. my dad used to run this job at the Manhattan Supreme Courthouse, which is, like, behind Canal Street, and uh, if you're going, if you make the right on... If you go off canal and make the right on Mott, it goes down like this, and then it kind of veers to the left, and it spits you out, like, over by 
there's a little park over there that I passed yeah. at. Yes, okay. Yep. So so you go down Mott, it veers this way, then you make a right and the park is right there. My dad used to park yep. there and then walk over the, the courthouse. When you're going down left and you make the right to the park, right here on the sidewalk, there was a little shanty. It was like from that light to probably like right here and, and out this way, it was like, it was the it was a sheet of plywood. It was eight feet long, four feet wide, and like straight down. And there was a Chinese lady in there, and um, all she she had one thing, and she was she was open like when she wanted to be open. She had two burners in there, and it it was like these old cast iron like molds. You would like lift it open, and then there was little like it looked like an egg, like half an egg, and then the top of the mold was the other half, obviously. And uh, she had two. And they had the shit on the handle so you could handle them. And then she had like a little cooler, n no electric, no refrigeration, like just, it was uh, um, propane, you know, mm -hmm. to heat the burners. And she had all this batter, like pancake batter. You fill, she'd spray the things down, fill it up, put the tops on, a couple minutes, flip it over, a couple minutes, done. And then she would dump it out onto this like metal pizza tray and just break them up with tongs and put them in the little like, uh, those wax bags for like the long tongue noodles that you get yeah, from the Chinese yeah. place, yeah. like eight or 10 pieces. It was like, I want to say it was a dollar a bag. Then it went to like $2 a bag. And the, the, the fucking line would be uh, like a block long, you know, waiting for these things. And then as I got older, my dad used to get them all the time. And as I, I hope he shanks this, as I, oh, fuck. as I got older, I'd start right looking at them. The she had newspaper articles on her, thing it was basically credentials right people were like times writers are writing about her and shit she put three of her kids through college paid for it, didn't have a student loan through that fucking stand like i don't know where she lived whatever probably lived there lived like shit whatever but paid for three college educations selling those little fucking things i know somebody whose dad did that with hot dog stands in yeah. front of home depot yeah yeah you can fucking do that but what so were they wontons? Were they? What were they? Dude, it sounds like it's just dough. It, it was like a. It was almost like a, a pancake and waffle batter combined, and it was like, you would eat it, and it was it wasn't bland, but it, it wasn't like a explosion of fucking flavor in your mouth, but it was just something about it, like probably. The environment, the freshness, the whole vibe. Did she dust it with sugar or anything? Nope, nope. nothing. nothing. Straight out of things, straight into the fucking bag. Huh. So I used to always eat it with that recipe. Yeah, and if I had a dunk of syrup, it would probably be bomb. Yeah. But it was, it was still enough to be like, I got to go see the, the pancake lady. Yeah, I got uh, the best uh, cannoli I ever had was right right over there. And it was like a small like little in-between street over by Mott. And it was... Uh, of pistachio cannoli and it was just like holy fuck this is so good yeah I, I love it over there i walked in i walked into a bit uh, i walked into a popular pizza spot uh what was it lombardi lombardi's, lombardi's. Lombard, i walk in there yeah, lombardi's. and it was like cash only yeah and i was just like wow fuck it. and that's right by like umberto's clam house uh some mobster got killed there but the uh, Lombardi's is home of the clam pizza. Yeah, they do the white clam pizza. Yeah, I, I didn't have cash, so I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. I had sat down for a couple minutes. I was like, "Shit!" So I got to go find. Umberto's is good too. They used to have Umberto's clam house. They used to have. Uh, you got one for a lot of I know you've been there. Yeah, but then no, that's not no, the same. It's that's not the same guy. Okay.